Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. The Maple Leafs have opened it up with four goals in the second period. They lead the Kings 4-zip, four minutes left in period two. Also in the second, Predators and Lightning in a 2-2 tie. Panthers leading the Red Wings 1-0 after one. Seven minutes left in the first, Jets and Blues are scoreless. And starting in a few minutes, Senators at Stars. NFL tonight. Las Vegas leading the L.A. Rams 7-0 with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Oilers tomorrow against the Minnesota Wild. That is a face-off show at 5.30, game at 7 right here on 6.30. Ched, Reed Wilkins with you at Santa's Depot for Santa's Day on 6.30. Ched, 12122 68th Street is the address. You can drop off toys until 9 o'clock tonight. You can make a monetary donation at 587-855-1821 or visit sandersanonymous.ca. I got some volunteers to stay here until 7 o'clock. So let's make their time because they were, they had, I'm going to tell you something. They had one foot out the door at 5.58. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're coming back in here till 7, and we're going to raise a whole bunch of money for Santa's. So that's what we're doing. It's great. And, of course, uh, you can chime in on the show on our listener line, 780-496-0063. Well, this is an early Christmas present for me because I get to have a conversation with one of the premier sports media personalities in our entire country from The Athletic. It's Sean Fitzgerald. Hi, Sean. I was kind of hoping you were going to introduce somebody else then. I, I'm not going to live up to that billing. <laughs> you, you you are hanging up the phone. Oh, I guess I got the wrong time. Oh, like, I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. Is going to be Carolyn Cameron? Is it going to be, who's it going to be? I can't wait. And then it's, well, I'm sorry, everyone. Well, you are one of my all-time favorites, uh, despite the fact we have uh, yet to meet in person. I, I hope we get along as well as we do on this show, if we ever do actually get to sit down and have a coffee or perhaps some other sort of beverage. I, I, I would be up for either one of those scenarios, Reed. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, how's life? Like, what, what are you up to? Before we dive into all the, the big wing stuff you do with picking athletes of the year, how's life? You, you, you coaching hockey? What are you up to? I mean, as, as a real update here to stay on brand, uh, drop the eldest off at home after hockey. And I am now, as we speak, hands-free, uh, battling Toronto Crosstown traffic to play in my own very high-level, very high-skilled, high-energy, high-motor beer league game uh, in about 45 minutes here. Oh wow! So this is your pregame I preparation. Remember, I can't remember if it's a, I can't remember if it's a TSN or Sportsnet game tonight. So you're gonna have to check your local listings. But I don't think I don't think this is part of the regional package. So it should be national. No regional blackout. It should it should it should be on in Edmonton. Sean Fitzgerald's uh, high energy, high skilled beer league game. Well, I'll look for that on the yeah. guide. Hopefully, I can stream it on my my computer. Uh, now, is, does this league you play in? Do you guys keep stats like? Is there body checking? How intense does it get? Well, like, the, the players who get goals and assists, yeah, they get the stats. I uh, I tend to have a lot of Easter eggs next to my name at the end of every season, but I, uh, I'm a tryhard. Also, I'm the team uh, I'm the team rep, so without me, they don't print off the game sheet and bring it into the timekeeper. So I am, you know, I don't score. 
I don't bad check, but I uh, I bring the game sheet, so I'm actually indispensable. So that is incredibly important. Okay, well, thanks for joining us in, in, in between parental and and your own uh, athletic pursuits. I, I really that's what I always like about you. You're always available. It's obviously a little later in Toronto, and you're always like, no, I'm going on with Reed. We got to do it. So thank you for that. Um, okay. I always tell my agent, always let Reed through. Always. <laughs> That's, that's that's amazing. You have a great agent. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the Northern Star Award. Do, do, do you want to talk about changing the name, or are you just tired of that? Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, in full disclosure, I'm glad you mentioned the name because I'd forgotten it. Um, I, I didn't uh, rename the award. Um, that is so. This is a Toronto Star Award, right? It's it's the the Toronto Star Newspaper Award, and they bring everybody everybody else in from across Canada. So it, it used to be called, and it might be more familiar to people, the Lou Marsh Award, um, and it had been for years and years and years um, until it was revealed uh, broadly. I had no idea until it was broadly revealed. Uh, Lou Marsh had some highly problematic views even for his day um so it necessitated a name change very obviously needed a name change um everybody agreed on that um the northern star award uh, is new to me uh or it was when it was announced uh, i guess a couple weeks ago so yeah that's the name uh you know it's good they changed the name the name needed to change um northern star it's gonna take it's gonna take some time for me to get used to all right, so the Northern Star Award. Now, before Marie-Philippe Pelin won it, remind everybody, because people always don't want to know about the process. Who's picking? How do they pick? The people waffle, change their minds. Take us behind the scenes into the selection here. Yeah, I wish it was really dramatic. I wish it was like the Vatican and, you know, if there's white smoke or black smoke, then a <laughs> hockey player wins or Wayne Gretzky wins again for the fifth time or whatever. But no, um, so the Toronto Star, on top of everything else, last year it was done over Zoom because COVID. Uh, this year it was done again over te- uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, because the Star's in the process of it's left its newsroom it's moving into a new newsroom so there was physically no space for us to meet so what it is is it's uh you know based at a toronto star headquarters and there are media folks from across the country from british columbia to the maritimes and points in between um who get together and it's basically you know shockingly informal that people can nominate you know i i can and have always nominated say reed wilkins to start the to start the the process i'm like you know reed Reads a, a huge asset to Canadian sports, uh, great athlete, hustles in the corners, all that stuff. And then, you know, somebody else will nominate somebody else. And eventually, after everybody goes around the table and nominates who they think would be worthy of the Northern Star Award, uh, they get down and we have a vote on the top five. And that top five becomes sort of the short list for the finals. And then after we go around the table, uh, surprisingly heated. So imagine trying to debate with your friends down at, say, the local uh, public establishment over a couple of adult beverages, um, you know, how heated sports arguments can get. Well, try and imagine arguing over, is this hockey player more deserving of something than this high-level soccer player? Or is this otherworldly good basketball player comparable to this football player? Like, it is absolutely apples to oranges. It's really insane um that you know you try and 
<laughs> build an award off something so broad. But in another way, you know, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, Canadians were really only good at one or two sports. So, you know, back in the day, it might have made a bit more sense because, you know, we've always we kind of joked here too, Reed, that, you know, fourth place used to be called Canadian bronze, right? And now all of a sudden we have people succeeding in all manners of sport and all manners of athletics across the spectrum, which makes this a very difficult thing to decide every year. All right, so are you at liberty to discuss with me, and of course you are on an Edmonton radio station uh, with a uh, transcendent hockey player playing for the Oilers. Um, Are are you at liberty to discuss other finalists along with Poulin or people who were like, yeah, that's a pretty good suggestion? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll do my very best. I've got my lawyer here, uh, so I'm just, if it's a delay, it's just because I'm, I'm getting final sign-off. But yeah, absolutely. Okay, and? <laughs> he's, he's checking with his lawyer. He could tell us. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so, yeah, the finalists, it was, you know, um, Mary-Philippe Poulain was obviously one. Um, you know, uh, Philippe Auger-Aliassime was another one. Uh, Kale McCarr, uh, Connor McDavid, who you might know, and uh, Brian McKeever. Canada's Paralympic hero. Um, I, I, those were, um, I think, the, the five-person shortlist for the award, and there were, you know, passionate arguments around the table for for all of them. Um, Connor McDavid, you know, I, I believe the phrase, well, you know, what has he got to do to win? He's done all of this, and he's been the best hockey player in the world for, you know, many calendar months in a row. Um, and again, that gets back to the core issue of how do you compare. You know the un, you know the, the greatness of what McDavid's been able to do um, with you know what Felix Auger-Aliassime's been able to do on the on the tennis court, or you know how Mary Philippe Poulain, every time she's on a major stage, she scores a winning goal somehow. Like how do you compare all of those three things? And and that was that was the arguments that kept going around and around and around for about 90 minutes the other day. <laughs> Yeah, and to me, that's what makes it interesting, right? Because you can always, there's the balance of, well, he plays a team sport, you know, he or she plays an individual sport, um, he or she exceeded a... Like, a couple years ago, yeah, a couple years ago, um, you know, a real argument, um, you know, uh, Rachel Holman was coming off a big, you know, 12-month calendar, and that's the discussion, like, she's the skip, Right, but what does the skip do without her vice? And the skip can't play without, you know, lead stones sometimes. So, like, how do you separate what is individual and what is part of a team sport? So that's again another layer that can complicate these things. When you have somebody say in an individual sport, Brooke Henderson would be another name who is among the finalists. Yeah. Um, with somebody who, I mean, Mary Philippe Poulain is singular, but. Like, you know, it's five on five or, you know, she plays the PK, but like she's out there succeeding with her teammates as she is at pains to say. But how do you separate that from an individual sport and somebody who succeeds all by themselves? So, yeah, like Connor McDavid uh, plays 82 games a year in the regular season and, you know, at some point is going to play four rounds deep in the playoffs. And how do you separate that out from somebody who has a much shorter season? Um, it, it's all part of that, that argument. I think Mary Philippe ended up winning in the end because, I mean, just fall down the rabbit hole of, of what she what she's done, right? Like the, the World Championships, the, that Olympics, that Olympic game against the United States, of all of the things 
that happened during Beijing on the CBC, that was by far the most watched. It was an average audience of, I think, 2.7 million Canadians, and it had a 9 p.m. Uh, Alberta start time, which was, you know, 11 p.m. out here, which meant by the time Canada finally won gold, like, people were screaming and waking up sleeping pets in the basement. Like, um, it's just a huge number, and I think that it really underscores the reach and the influence um, that Poulain and, and that hockey team had. So that helped push her over the edge. Well, you, you make great points about team versus individual athletes. And then, I, like, I, I had a buddy uh, say to me yesterday, he said, look, no disrespect, but he goes, Mir- briefly, Poulain is on a team that has to win a couple games a year. And I was like, well, okay. But you, you know, win. it doesn't but mean she's not thing, great. But but you got to win them, you know. So what's what's more significant, right? That's going to define your career. Yeah, if you you got to win them. Yeah, it's it's like saying an Olympic diver that gold medal doesn't mean anything because you only get four dives every four years. Well, guess what? You got to stick those four dives, and you spend your whole life for those four dives. And if you don't stick them, that's going to stick with you the rest of your career. Marie Philippe Poulain has that window against the United States, as does Canada. But guess what? If they don't win, guess guess how that defines their career, right? Like, she's a hero because she does heroic things. Okay, so I'll ask you one more Edmonton-centric question because I know you love talking about old YEG in the old 780. Uh, <laughs> did Davy's stock fall over the last three weeks? Um, you know what? Interestingly, his name wasn't really, I mean, it was, it was there, but nobody really argued for it at that point. And I mean, you know, he'd been injured, but he's, you know, yeah, like you take a look at what he's done and certainly what he did for Canada over those three group stage games, like came back from a hamstring injury, right? Um, playing in a position that he hadn't normally been playing in, played everywhere, um, was absolutely incredible on the world stage, scored the first goal in Canadian men's World Cup history. Like, these are all incredible achievements that had literally never been seen before by a Canadian. So, yeah, no, I mean, did his stock fall? I think it's more of a case of, you know, um, did, he, did, did the team ultimately succeed around him? And we're talking about the, the challenge of, you know, extracting the individual from the team or otherwise. I, I think that might be sort of part of the challenge there. And you know what? If McDavid had led the Oilers to a Stanley Cup, um, that might have pushed him over the edge too. Sean, uh, I wish we had more time, but I got some other things to do, and you got to tie your skates. I, I predict you're going to have a huge game tonight. Thanks for taking us behind the scenes about the selection for the Northern Star Award. I always enjoy these chats. I hope you and your family have an awesome Christmas. Thank you so much for having me on, and tying my skates is a good way to get the sweat going before I get on the ice these days. <laughs> That's his warm-up. That is Sean Fitzgerald from The Athletic, everybody. Uh, love having Sean on the show. So a little bit on the selection there for the Northern Star Award. Connor McDavid was uh, in the running, but uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin from the women's hockey team gets it. I got some good news. I, boy, oh boy, you guys are great. Uh, since 6 p.m., we've raised over $9,000 for 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. The volunteers are here until 7, so hot, let's get this number over 10000 at least for the hour. Tell you what, you need inspiration pick your favorite oiler donate his jersey number or you know if you're if you're really feeling generous 
add a zero to it. Uh, 587-855-1821 or santasanonymous.ca. If you want to drop off some toys uh, until 9 tonight, we're open today, 12122 68th Street, and they will let you come in and uh, see where I'm broadcasting from. I'll give you a hint. It's actually kind of underwhelming once you see it happening. But, I'll, you know, you know, you never know. You might think it's cool. Uh, all right, so 587-855-1821. Get in there before uh, 7 and uh, help out Santa's Day here on 630 Chet. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers. This Christmas, please support 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. Well, and you are doing that. I'm quite excited. I just got past some new information on the donations that you have made in the last hour since Inside Sports started at 6 o'clock, and it is just shy of $14,000, which is really incredible. The monetary donations for the day are uh, just shy of $152,000. So I'm just going to throw this out there. As I said, the volunteers are here until 7 p.m. for the phones, 587-855-1821. If you can give 10 bucks. 20 bucks you have a little more thank you and please uh, because you can help bring christmas to more than 20,000 children in need by donating today and this is what i'm saying we're within about five thousand dollars of beating last year's total so if if a bunch of you guys rally and chip in even a little bit we can top last year's total and it's always great to say hey you know what we bumped it up a little bit from last year so thank you so much again this was kind of a uh, you know, it kind of was supposed to end at six, and I, I, I was able to give the canned ham some, the volunteers some canned hams, and say, hey, stick around. You know, here's here's a canned ham. Yes, that could be mouse hair, rat hair on the can, but still, you know, inside it's fine, and uh, and help out. So five eight seven eight five five one eight two one. And, uh, yeah, we can try to top what we did last year or santasanonymous.ca if you own a computer that has access to the Internet. I heard those things are quite popular, Kellen. How are you doing back there? Doing great. And you know what? One of our texters, I think, summed it up best, one of your favorites from Yakashev. He says, the only time money is the measure of a man is when he gives it away. It is the season. And you know what? Hey, there we go. That's That's a great message to send out to everybody. You know, it's awesome working this event every year. And, uh, yeah, loving the total so far. Let's let's keep it going. Love uh, love uh, Yakushev. Love love a lot of the people we get to interact with on the show. It's it's quite fun, and I'm sure a lot of them have, have stepped up today or in the uh, last hour. So again, I see some people here, not on the phone. Five eight seven eight five five one eight two one to donate to six thirty Chet Santa's Anonymous. Santa's Anonymous.ca. Make a donation. Do it quick, and let's push it over last year's total. This has been absolutely incredible. All right, and we'll tell you a little bit more about some things going on with Santa's Anonymous leading up to delivery days next weekend because there are, there, there is more information to talk about. Angel Benedict, the executive director, is here. She's going to join me. Oh, the, and the teddy bear toss game for the Oil Kings is, is Saturday. We got an Oil King coming up.